this is then we're talking about to him that overcometh will I give and that's taken from Revelation now we're on a new path we're all in this together nobody is an expert right as I get it I give it I am no expert we're no expert so we're all in this together moving in this revelation together the trend or the pattern that I see God is doing here for the past few sessions is trying to move us away from asking for stuff he's moving us away from asking for stuff he's moving us away from asking for even health he said don't ask for it he said yeah healing is already inside of you my role in all of this is to help you expand your consciousness so you can birth that thing that is already in you it's already in you so I'm like a coach like a midwife I'm helping you birth that thing that is already inside of you you're already pregnant with with the mere fact you have an idea the mere fact you have a desire that means you're already pregnant with that thing so don't ask God for nothing the mere fact you feel the need of don't ask him our job now is to get you to that place so that you can birth that thing so we discover we can't move forward unless we have the word we have to lean on the word because the the word is what gives us our standpoint the word is what gives us a position in which to launch from something to fall back on we know these things intuitively we know them already but somehow we, we feel as if unless we can't justify it we can't move forward so the word will give us that so we using the word to justify what we already know we already know this but it's like a comfort you know something and somebody agree with you so it's like a, a, a little comfort we in this together let's have an open mind and let's move with this it's in essence what God wants you to do is totally rely on him totally rely on him and you will see the fruit that you're seeking if you totally rely on him all right so let's see how we can move together with this today I'm looking for three readers the first is taken from Revelation 2 16 to 19 the second is Isaiah 43 1 to 4 and the third is Zechariah 4, 2-6. Alright, so this evening's session is called, To him that overcometh will I give. To him that overcometh will I give. So let me give a little preamble, and then we will come back and have the readings, and then we will continue on with this evening's session. To him that overcometh, more especially to him who overcomes, that desire to seek and to search in the outer realm will I give to eat of the hidden manna. This is what the, the word of God saying. And will give him a white stone. The scripture went and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth save the one that is receiving it. Now what is that name? Christ 
No more are you Jones or Brown or Bartholomew. No more are you man whose breath is in his nostrils. No more are you a man seeking good. No more you are you the prodigal son separate and apart from the father's house. Now your name is Christ. Bear with me, don't get frightened. I'm going somewhere. Is there anything for the Christ to receive? Or is the Christ that which feeds and heals the multitude? Hear me, somebody. There's nothing for the Christ to receive. Or is it the, the is that the that the Christ feeds and heals the multitude? That which restores and resurrects, that which is in and of itself the kingdom of all harmony. A new name you have received no longer man but would you tell your friends that you are the Christ no never voice such a thing as I am God or I am spiritual I am Christ or I am the son of God do not ever do that it would not be true it would be the same as going around saying I am honest I am moral. I am good. You could hardly do that. And if you did, I'm afraid that your neighbors might suspect you. And they would certainly have every right to suspect you if you say, I am the Christ. Only once or twice did Jesus reveal his true identity. Only once or twice. So tonight I'm showing you an aspect of you. I'm outlining your sonship and I'm using some strong language so you will understand where I'm going. But that doesn't mean that you go around saying these things. That is the truth of the inner you. The inner you that nobody else knows. You are the son of God and heirs to his kingdom. Joint years with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is what we're revealing. And if you are the Son of God, you have no business begging or receipt or, or, or asking God for anything to come to you. It has to come out from within you. If you know your true identity. That is the reason for me coming up with so strong language so you will understand. The truth of who you are. Not for you to pick up your human self. But you'll understand that who you are in the kingdom of God. And if you understand who you are, you will know that you can... You, there's no need for you to be begging and beseeching. But your purpose is to feed. Amen, amen, and amen. Alright, we'll have the first reader. Repent, therefore... Otherwise, I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who received it. To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, 
These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished stone. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Praise be to God. Next reader. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Here ended the reading of the book. Praise be to God. Next reader. And said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick of all gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof and the two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Now, as I said, only once or twice did Jesus reveal his true identity. He was very, very careful about that. Even when Pilate asked him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Thou say it. He did not say it. All life is a matter of choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. If you choose to remain man whose breath is in his nostrils, if you choose, you could continue your search for good, your search for supply, your search for eternity, your search for immortality. You can continue your search for peace. And sometime or another, you may stumble upon it, or it may be brought to you, or you can give up your search. This very moment you can give up your desire for good 
and you can rest back in your true name in your true divine sonship the prodigal son in his divine sonship had everything a luxurious home loving parents understanding friends an enviable position in life then came that sense of separation that sent him out into the world to achieve something on his own probably the desire to do something of himself in a short while he had used up his substance the supply that had been stored up but which now never renewed itself because it no longer had connection with its source his father's house he used up all his substance and they were not restored because he no longer had the connection with the source his father's house and the end of the road came the realization that even the servants were better off than he let me tell you something i had a bee in my bonnet to plant a grapevine why i don't know all through the scriptures the scriptures use the grapevine all the time as symbolism to describe the holy spirit the scripture used the shepherd i understand the shepherd i went to a sheep a farm where the sheep i saw how the sheep behave i understood why god used the sheep i understood the role of the shepherd i understood the behavior of the sheep i never truly understood the vine i understand it from an intellectual point of view but not until i plant this grape vine that i understand You have to see how this thing you can't you can't sit back and watch it on television or something like that. If you don't see the intricacies of it, you have to be right up close up to see. You have to watch it grow. You have to watch this one vine that you plant and how it send out all these different branches and all these different branches have a have a I don't know what it is. It's like a wire like it it that that it attaches itself to whatever you put for it to grow on the vine itself grows but the vine itself is not like any other vine any other running vine the vine doesn't attach itself there's some little sticks that bends and wrap itself around the wires or whatever you put it have you have to see it and when you see it then you understand this whole thing with the grape and the vine and the branches you will understand it fully when you see how the grape vine works i cannot describe i'm going to find out what those little things are and if you don't attach if they don't they have to attach if they're not connected they will die they yeah they have to connect to something and they're reaching out they're reaching out and trying to connect This is just these little why these little things that come off the vine. It's not the vine, it's these little things that come off the vine to attach and then the vine continues and send 
other shoots all over but this little thing makes the connection so unless there's a connection you will wither and die so you cannot be restored if you're not connected so at the end of the road came the realization that even the servants were better off than he then he began to return to the father's house while yet a way off the father came to meet him to greet him and reestablish him with an heirhood and all was well the father, why just because of his return to the father's house return to the father's consciousness Jimmy, your house is your consciousness it's not a structural building where you live you live every day in your consciousness that's your house human beings are all prodigals the prodigal state is actually a sense of separation from god or what in the theological sense is known as the fall of man it is the descent from the divine consciousness to the belief and acceptance of selfhood apart from god whereas the return to the father's house is but a remembrance that god is their selfhood when you return to your father's house that's your true inheritance that's your true self God is their true identity and their true being. The prodigal came home and because of his sonship he received the purple robe, the ring, the jewels. You too can return to the father's house tonight, this evening. And even while you are quite a distance away from the realization of it, The father is on his way to meet you and to place upon your shoulders the purple robe of divinity and that jewel that ring of dominion over the earth and all that is there within and over the sea and over the air that ring which denotes spiritual authority a new stone a new gem with a new name divine son you can do that tonight if you accept this truth no longer will you waste your time or energy in searching for things or persons but you will rest in the realization of your divine sonship and let your good unfold let it come to you you must realize that it never will come to you from outside your own being it must unfold to you from within now your expectancy is from that hidden manna that you can share with those not yet aware of their new name Now you abide in your sonship and say come to me but silently get to that silently not on a street corner not in the neighborhood silently 
Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. I will feed you. I will give you living waters. I will share with you this hidden manner. Now you know where all supply is to be found. It is hidden within you. It cannot come to you. It must flow out from you to the world. As a prodigal, you are out in the world seeking, working, striving, getting. As the divine son, the world comes to you to share in the riches which are yours by inheritance. A new word, no. A new word, no. Inheritance. Inheritance. Not by might, nor by power, but as the child of God. Are you heir of God, joint heir with Christ, to all the heavenly riches? Can you imagine Jesus praying for health? Or supply for himself or anyone else. This he never did. Because he was completely aware of his divine sonship. There was no need for him to receive anything. There was no way for him to receive more than he had. Because all that the father had was already his. All that the father had is already yours. If you could only accept it all that the father have is already yours <laughs> but after you have declared all that the father have is mine are you one of those who then continue praying for more supply understanding friendship or companionship do you think any prayer is necessary after you have realized your divine sonship and your relationship to God? No. There's only one thing then. Stand steadfast in truth. Remain faithful in the understanding of the truth you have received. Every revelator a spiritual truth has known that I am. I am that. I am he. That I am is God. That I is the only God there is. When thou passest through the waters, I will be there. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Your whole sister and read it from Isaiah. You will not drown because I will go with you. I, that I is your real being. That I is the divinity of your being. I is the one infinite. I is that which the master revealed in his statement. 
when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I is the bread, I is the wine, and I is the water. I is not body. I is not limitation. I is not confined in a body. I is Moses revealed. I am that I am. And the master revealed the same great truth. Why then are you seeking? What could be more ridiculous than you who are one with the Father and upon whom the Father has bestowed all that he has through heirship should be seeking for health, should be seeking for wealth, should be seeking for security or peace rather than seeking would it not be better to just realize, become still, rest, and realize? Realize that you are already there. Realize that you are divine living, that you are living in divine consciousness. Realize that. That you are already living in divine consciousness. Could you accept that? I could feel it. I could feel it in you. You must feel it in yourself. That you are living in divine consciousness. That you are already in your father's house. And that the father's house is your home. The father's kingdom is also your kingdom. As the Divine Son, you're already wearing the royal robe of Divine Sonship. You already have the ring. You already have the authority. You have the dominion over all that is. Shall you seek for good like a beggar when you are joined here with Christ to all that is? No. Roaming and wandering have come to an end. Please, roaming and wandering has come to an end. Tonight you're going to understand the truth of who you really are. No more search. No more to seek. No more to roam. No more to wander. Only to be at home in thee. Thank you, Father. That's what I want you to say. Thank you, Father. Thank you. All that you have is mine. All that you are, I am. I am home in you. Say it and feel it. Should you now seek love from anyone, gratitude or cooperation, or should you give these, ex express them? Give gratitude. Give cooperation. Express them. Let them flow from you. Now you have received a new name. Divine Son. When you start giving gratitude. And giving cooperation. And giving love. I don't mean. I mean. 
sincerely in your heart. You don't have to demonstrate anything to anybody. You just have to feel it in your heart. And by feeling it in your heart, you connect in with that person's spirit. Now you have received a new name, Divine Son. Now you live in a new dimension in which you find yourself fulfilled with all that the Father has. But this new name is just a re-establishment of your true identity. It's not really a new name. It's a re-establishment of your true identity because this has always been your name. Originally, you were of your father's house. The Adam dream, human existence, began only when a sense of separation, a sense of separate I-ness, an I who had to earn a living, an I who had to be self-supporting, an I who had to go out and do for itself. When that false sense of I sprang up, that is when the prodigal existence began. This name, Divine Son, is not a new name for you. It is your real identity. And now your real relationship to God is being disclosed to you again. Once again, after many, many, many times, it has been revealed and lost. If you have ears that hear and eyes that see, you will find the revelation of your divine sonship. God reveals itself and how the Christ reveals itself as I am. But only in the secret place of your being can you realize your divine sonship. Then when those around you see the robe and the ring on you, they will know that you have something. But how will they see this robe? on you and this ring since no one is going to vest you with a, a, a visible robe and a ring only because you know your true identity because you have broken down the barriers that separate you from your divine sonship that robe and ring will be visible in the manner of your walking in the smile on your face, in the way in which you live, in your very evident lack of concern for tomorrow and tomorrow's manner and tomorrow's safety and tomorrow's security, as you, as you rest in that, you will demonstrate it. Those who live and move and have their being in the secret place of the Most High, have no concern about tomorrow's manner, about tomorrow's safety, security, happiness, or freedom. No, they have the hidden manner. They have that inner peace that no man can take from them, that inner peace that makes for outer harmonies. No man can take from you your God-given peace. Just no man, just as no man can take from you your God-given freedom. If you attain your spiritual freedom, 
Not even a dictator can take it from you. If, however, you receive your freedom merely because it is a part of a doctrine called a constitution or a bill of rights, never forget that just as man wrote that document so man can annul it. True, you might fight for it, work and strive for it in the external realm, and you may get physical freedom, economic and political freedom. Keep them for a while and then lose them again. But if you realize freedom as part of your being by right of divine sonship, then no man can take you any, any part. They can't take any part of your kingdom. Your kingdom includes your economics. Your kingdom includes political security. Your kingdom includes your physical and mental health and your human sense of life, which are about an outer expression of the spiritual. So if you attain freedom in Christ, no man can violate your Christhood. No man. My peace I give you. My freedom I give you. My health I give you. My wealth I give you. My meat I give you. My wine, my water. How? By acceptance. Live in the consciousness of having all good. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. But you say, how can I believe that I already have when there's no evidence of it? You cannot in the external. But you can once you realize your divinity represents your heirship because you are joint heirs to all that the Father has. Then you can say, oh yes, all that God has is mine. I have received it by right of inheritance. And whether or not it is visible at the moment on the outer plane, it is of no importance. It may well be that tomorrow there may be an appearance contrary to the truth that you are one with the Father. Tomorrow you may be faced with a pain, unhappiness, or some form of lack or limitation. That then is the time to bring back to your conscious remembrance. I cannot accept appearances. I cannot judge by appearances. Remember the word of God. I cannot judge by appearances. I and the Father are one. That is what I have learned about my true identity. And I stand on and in that truth. I and my Father are one. All that the Father have is mine. I hold to that. And maintain it until the outer picture conforms to the inner awareness. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I hope you get something from this. We're going to stop here for tonight. We will continue along this path because that is where God has taken us. He wants you to recognize the truth of who you really are. And he wants you to... Birth out what it is you already have in you.